0: Karina is a Ukrainian girl studying international relations at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko University, Ukraine. Karina is a bibliophile and a girl interested in poetry. Karina, how are you today?
1: First of all, thank you for the invitation and giving me an opportunity to to speak about my experience and I'm doing great.
0: Thank you, Karina. I'm honestly happy, honoured and feeling very lucky to have you here. And let's begin with this. People might be curious about you. So can you share a bit more about your life? Like where did you grow up? What do you do for fun? How did your life change? We will discuss the invasion a bit later, but this is more about you.
1: Um, I was born and raised up in a city which is located near Kiev Oblast, but in another region, it's called Vinnytsia, And uh, actually my story of life maybe started when I went to school. It was our Lyceum, which was one of the best schools in the city, obviously, and um, I believe that the the main motivation of my parents to uh, to put me <laughs> to force me to go to that school is that uh, there was many like possibilities to to study in different majors because um, actually that's uh, an interesting part about our school. Uh, since uh, not since, but uh, in the eighth grade, you can choose your like little major, so to so to say, school major. And uh, actually, we had like uh, medicine. We had um, economic class, but I chose um, law class because at the time being, I was more uh, at the time i was more interested in studying law and history because those were two major courses uh, within the studying in that class so i always thought that i will be more will be more engaged in studying law and stuff maybe history but then i realized that i was always really interested in studying in exploring different cultures different countries and uh, it was in my 8th grade again when i had this amazing experience in um uh, experience about uh, when i had an experience uh uh studying in germany it was for one month and uh, i like took part uh, in the language courses It was within the program of Yacht Institute. So I had an amazing month of living in Germany and experiencing experiencing different cultures, um, making friends from different parts of all over the world. We have many representatives, not only from Europe, but also from America, from Latin America, from Asia as well. So it was an amazing opportunity to uh, learn more about different cultures. And I guess that was the beginning of my journey uh, of understanding, at least, uh, that my main goal is not only to help people, because actually one of my <laughs> is another story, but still, I really want to help people. But uh, then I realized that I can do that on a more global level. And in order to do that, I should learn more about different cultures and... Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Then uh, I was uh, participating in various olympiads, as we say it, like uh, different competitions. Um, I was more like uh, interested in history, so I took part in many historical <laughs> competitions, so to say. History is, was my favorite subject at school, it's obvious. and. Uh, languages as well. So I learned English as my first foreign language and then German as my second language, obvious because I was in Germany. (laughs) So that's it. And then uh, having this interesting mix of being interested in cultures, history, uh, languages, (laughs) I realized that international relations is something that is within my (laughs) interests.
0: I understand. Thank you so much for sharing your story and giving an explanation that lets people know more about who you are and why did you become who you are today. At the same time, of course, there was the horrible invasion on February 24th and even before that the war from 2014. Some would argue that the war has been going on for hundreds of years. It's not just new now, but to you. How was that day of February 24th? Did you believe the invasion? Did you not believe it? Did you expect it? Not expected? How were your emotions? And how did your life change for now uh, from that day until today?
1: Uh, To begin with, I'd like to start uh, about the part of expectations because for me it's a very important, a very significant part of the story because obviously... At least from my experience and at least from my environment, nobody nobody could believe that it happened. Of course, as a uh, student uh, majoring in international relations, one could understand that the invasion like that may have happened. And there were many information, many, many things, many reports of intelligence services not only American but also European countries as well uh which told us they said to us that the invasion is is at least they're preparing for the invasion but still there was this you know hope that it won't happen because nobody can believe that in the 21st century even in especially in Europe it may occur i mean all these wars all over the world, that's a huge disaster for for the humanity, and nobody could believe that it can happen in your own country, in your own house. To me, it's the same for all the people who experienced war. It doesn't matter where are they from. that's the it's all about being a human. <laughs> nobody could believe that.
0: I agree 100% and all I can say is Slava Ukraini.
1: Hello, I am Slava.
0: And since you are someone with like a background in international relations and there is always so much contradictory news about the war that yes, it's going well, it's going badly, it's going well every day, it's like a roller coaster. What's your opinion about Uh, how the war is going what's your expectation what's more of your analysis of the whole situation uh, there even from before that since you had some a little bit of expectation what do you feel caused the true cause of the war and then how is it going now and what is your expectation of the when or how it will change and evolve over time
1: To begin with, I'd like uh, to tell about the course, because uh, actually as a person who was pretty interested and is still interested in history, I should say that these controversies between Russians and Ukrainians, it's not something that we experience just today, just this year or this century, it's something that had the beginning 400, even 500 years ago. And uh, I do believe that many people from both sides will debate what was the real cause, whether the Russians uh, just want to (laughs) kill Ukrainians, that's the intention, or uh, it's uh, the Ukrainians who uh, don't like Russians and they like to claim, you know. But um, still, I should say that even if we have some controversies, nobody should put that to the military sphere. And to me, uh, everything which just happens is just a huge disaster. And I mean, actually I do believe that even in the, like we tend to say that it's 21st century, how it can happen. But I believe that in 20th century, they were the same people who could, couldn't believe that there would be two world wars. Yeah, if speaking about the news, I should say that it's just as you said, a roller coaster. Nobody can understand what happens. Uh, Not all the people have the classified information because obviously it's, it's a secret. (laughs) Nobody knows what is happening. I mean, whether um, the war will be soon over or not. It's to me, uh, like, um, it's all depends on the, on the events on the military so that's what i should say and to me uh trying to analyze and to make predictions about the war is somewhat not intelligent from some point of view because it can change so so rapidly that nobody could believe that for example tomorrow there would be no war because something huge happened so yes, and it's a pretty hard thing to say when the war will be over, but what I should say is that we obviously see that Ukrainian army and actually Ukrainian side trying its best to uh, return the territories back, to do all the possible things to finish this war as soon as possible, because for Ukraine it's a huge disaster as already said. And I just hope, I can't say that we are 100% sure, but I just hope that this war will be soon over.
0: I agree, and I really, really wish victory for Ukraine. And what do you think about the rebuilding process? It's very, very complex and complicated. For example, there is a big diaspora of uh, Ukrainian women and girls who are, now starting a new life, whether in London or Canada or Portugal or Germany or Switzerland. And over time, they will develop new friendships and new jobs. uh, Even as students, they're studying somewhere and they can get diplomas. It becomes harder to return. And some of them, when I talk, they say, look, Ukraine needs builders and it needs warriors. It doesn't really need... Uh, people who are artistic or who are more intellectual and all that they can say we can build a new life here and support ukraine with money what do you think about that because that's literally a huge brain drain of a generation which is the youngest generation that is able to support and rebuild the country do you believe that when the war is over they will return or that this will become a big issue that needs to find a solution
1: so first of all uh, to me, it's always uh, it always depends on the person, and uh, everyone has the right to make their own decision. Uh, so, if speaking about those young people who are studying abroad, it's not always as if they want to uh, return home, because many of us, I believe, are motivated to rebuild Ukraine because there is a huge <laughs> amount of work here and we'll have a lot of work to do in order to rebuild your brain and uh, to me it we, we should say that those young people of course they can make a decision but at this at the same time they have a great opportunity to learn abroad to you know to study something new and to, to have some broad experience, which is pretty important if you want to make the difference and uh, to build, as for example, in the terms of international relations, if you want to build some policy lines in your, in your country, it is always better to learn from the mistakes of other countries. <laughs> not only mistakes, but actually to take into the consideration, that's my main idea, to take into consideration the experiences, the different experiences, not to learn on your own mistakes.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. That's a lot of wisdom. And to build upon that, a lot of women and girls who are your age or even younger are abroad and there is a situation that maybe because of the pandemic and social isolation or social media, a lot of girls and women are now feeling low confidence and lower self-esteem, where like you said, Ukraine can benefit from the experiences and input of everyone. But she thinks, oh, I'm just a simple girl. I don't think people will like my idea. This is too much responsibility. I don't believe in myself enough. What if people think my ideas is stupid, uh, blah, blah, blah how and what is your advice even for yourself so that women will have their complete confidence live up to their potential and not like be too shy to live to their own possibilities and follow their big dreams and big contributions
1: so i'll try to uh, make my piece of advice based on the experiences of ukraine because actually from my point of view i also had these problems with confidence i thought that i can't make any change because i always wanted to do something global but at the same time i thought that i'm just a girl just a student who can't who can't make the difference who can't do anything beneficial for country because i mean country is something huge something very important and you're just a student but You won't believe it, but when the invasion started, I just realized how uh, even small steps are important. And it seems to me that uh, this experience, it was a global disaster, but at the same time, it was an opportunity for us, for all of the Ukrainians to understand how important our steps, even small steps are. And I should say that uh, there uh, there are many opportunities right now to do these small steps and to uh, help not only your local community but your country as well and from my uh, personal experience there are many different uh, organizations even student organizations and their work uh, aims at first of all uh, building not building but uh, actually strengthening the foundation for uh, teaching young leaders who can um, be the future of the country, who will have more experience in team working, in uh, project managing. And even through these small activities, actually, you can make the difference. So uh, for me, the main call is not to be shy, not to overthink it, but just to take a step. And after this small step, other steps will come.
0: Thank you so much, Karina. It was my privilege and my honor to include you in this project, to interview you today, to share more about your thoughts and your experience. And again, all I can say is Slava Ukraini.
1: I'm Slava. Thank you for this opportunity to participate today. It was a pleasure to talk to you.